the Monday at seven ish, <laughs> and you got your girls, Chris and Vic from Lifestyles of Love. I'm Chris. I'm Vic. There she is. She popped up. Um, tonight we are we're having a word from our sponsor, the incredible real estate agent of Greater Las Vegas and Henderson, Adrian Aguilar. Hey. Hello, hello. He's back. He's been here before. He knows how it goes. So we're just going to, you know, we're going to go down the list of his, um, I guess these are tips and advice that he's given us. And then we'll we'll give our, our own little questions. But for now, hot topics. So I heard that 50 Cent is endorsing Trump as of today. I, I saw that. I saw that, yeah. Because of the taxes? Because of the taxes. He said he saw Biden's tax plan or something, and it was like... Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't. I didn't expect anything less from 50 Cent. Mm. It was petty yeah. as hell. And... I mean, just really anybody with, who's rich. They don't have the same agenda as everybody else. Yeah, I mean, and I was wondering about that, too, because this, with so. the taxes... I guess if you're super rich, like, you don't... You just end up owing money. Like, you don't end up getting money back after you file. Like, I imagine. Well, they do corporate yeah, taxes, so they're corporations. Oh, they're they 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 considered corporations. Right, oh. pay less in taxes. So then, when they file, they they don't get anything back. Correct. Cause they, yeah. Well, it depends. You know, like, Trump mm-hmm. filed. Like, he took a loss for I don't know how many years, right? So he right. little to nothing. So, so yeah, yeah, he didn't I, get anything back. Yeah, I think I paid more money than Trump did last year in taxes. Right. (laughs) And um, I don't really know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I don't know what it's like to be that rich. So I don't know how it feels to like want to hoard your money. And maybe if you make 30 million and you get taxed five, that hurts you maybe. I mean, I don't know. That's still hella money. I don't know. To us, it's like, the fuck? That's why. I, <laughs> like, that's why I've never understood it. Because I'm like, but you still have so much. Right. So right. it really it's just greed. feels like it's about greed. Yeah. You know. Pretty much. What else? Um. Let's see. The offsets are back together. No. <laughs> the offsets. The offsets. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's why people shouldn't be saying shit about Offset and Cardi because they just gonna get back together and then y'all feel stupid. Somebody posted something like, that's why I don't get involved in my girlfriend's disputes because I'll be ready to, like, jump your man and then (laughs) y'all make up and now I can't come over no more. Right. Yeah. So. Right. I don't know. I feel like they should they should probably just keep their shit out of the public and just go back and forth on their own. I think that's hard part. Well, I guess she recently deleted um, one of her social media accounts because they were like attacking him. But I think she came up in the limelight like that, like in off of social media. That's how she became famous. So I think that that's right. hard for her to do. Probably that's why I right. could never, I could not be famous. I would be a terrible famous person. There Get are the a lot of those already. Me. So. Right, well, add, <laughs> add another one to the list because <laughs> I would not be a good famous, famous. person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the president, he was in, he was here this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he was? 
Yeah, he was here. Mm. He was in. Well, he was in Carson City yesterday. Um, but I think he was actually in town because he went to like church. Yeah. He had his hands out, like praying or something. <laughs> Woo. Um, got a good laugh this morning. <laughs> and uh, Ivanka was here. And he. Now he's calling Anthony Fauci an idiot and a disaster. Wow. And, you know, I feel like it's just. At this point, it's so dangerous and irresponsible because these people, when you talk to his supporters, like when you see the people talking to them, they're really just, it's literally like a, like a, what's that guy? Um, what's that guy that make it, made everybody drink the Kool-Aid? Oh. Jim oh, Jones. Um, From Waco? Jim Jones, yeah. Yeah, Jim Jones. If It really feels like that. That's what I, that's what I hear. When I when I hear these Trump supporters, they're like, "We trust him. We love him. He would never do that. He would never put us in danger." And you're like, "Sir and madam, like I, how do you know that?" I think you have to really just look at the demographic of the people who say things like that. True. So. The problem is, is that education is no is not a priority in this country, and it never has been. And it never has been. I don't know that it ever will be, Clearly. but I just feel like we're on the precipice of you know precipice yeah the precipice <laughs> of, <laughs> of 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 losing our democracy and our oh. our our justice in this country and then it's just gonna be anarchy and then everybody's gonna move to the suburbs and and then we're gonna burn down the suburbs according to trump and then i don't know it's gonna be four more years i don't know what's about to happen i just don't know uh but some good news the okay. mayor of compton um has come out with this Compton Pledge. It's called the Compton Pledge. And so for the next two years, she is going to give um, income to 800 of the residents of Compton. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and only one member of the household is eligible. Oh. Of course, people with kids will get more money. Um, and, you know, so the amounts will vary. But 800 oh. residents. I don't know how many people live in Compton. but Oh, I don't know. Compton yeah, like, I haven't been down there in a long time. It's like unemployment, or just they're just getting money. Yeah, is it for like? Uh, it's like some type of an income. Oh wow! For low income, but you have to oh, okay, low okay, income okay. household. So you have to qualify, mm -hmm. and okay. Yeah, you have to qualify definitely. Wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, well, there's some good news out there. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. Did you guys watch Saturday Night Live? Oh, yeah, I did. No. I didn't watch it. It was all right. <laughs> I got to go back and watch it. You know, Saturday Night Live in itself is not that great anymore, but it's always great around this time because they get the political things going on, but everything else just falls short, to be honest. I don't, I, it always falls short. And I love Issa. She did a good job. Good, good. That's why, that's why I'm going to watch it. So. Justin Bieber, he was singing and I think he caught the Holy Ghost or something at one point because he was yeah. like, I don't know. He was in it, and then they had to go to commercial, and he was just—he was still like, kind of bent over in his feelings. So, mm. Amen. Hallelujah. It's all good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um, all right. So let's get into it now. The real estate market is a fickle thing, um, but if you guys do want to contact Adrian, 
Um, I'm just going to say all this stuff now because I'll forget. Um, you can contact him on IG at LV underscore Adrian. Um, he works for Love Local Real Estate. So you can email him at dreamhomes702 at gmail.com or call him 702-349-4600. So I wanted to ask about Love Local Real Estate because I was reading on it and it was saying it's like a community of real estate agents like you guys run it yourself um well it's there's brokers that run the actual company but it is made up of local agents helping local uh people you know oh okay find homes and everything is based uh local like when they get their closing gifts the items that we provide are everything's either like homegrown honey or oh. items that are made here locally Oh, nice. A little swag bag. Okay. Keep it very Las Vegas. I love it. I didn't know that. See? Here we go. So, he gave us some um, before buying tips and some before selling tips. Um, Does one make sense to start with versus the other? No. No? Okay. They're not in order either. It's just... Right. Yeah. Okay, here we go. First one is know your credit score. I think most people That's know for that one. Buying, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Before yes. buying, know your credit score. So, what are we talking about here? What, what's what's a good score? So, it it varies, right? Depending mm-hmm. on person to person, but everyone should know their credit score. There's a whole bunch of outfits out there that you can uh, pull your credit for free. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate, right? But it gives you an idea of where you stand, right? Who's a hundred percent accurate though? Um, only the lenders, when oh, they okay. pull their credit, they check all three bureaus. They, it's a hard hit on the credit report, so they get to see the full picture. When you go to, like, Credit Karma, mm-hmm. I don't know if we can endorse any of that stuff <laughs> or say it, but... Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's It gives you a rough we'll idea. that out. Yeah. yeah. So what's the, what's the best credit score that you can have? I mean, you know, it goes up to, like, 800, 900, I believe, but anything, really? anything above... Oh, Lord. Seven, seven hundred. I'd say above seven hundred. Right. We can. You can do whatever you want. But there's programs out okay. there. You know, six thirty, mm-hmm. six forty. Really? It's doable. Uh, VA loans, which is guided towards right. uh, military. I think it's five eighty. Mm-hmm. It's the lowest. They really? Can still do something. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, the lower the score, the more the more it's going to cost you. As like a down payment, um, or your actual yeah, monthly payment, more, interest yeah. rate. All that okay. Stuff. So the better the score, what? the better odds you have of getting. Is there like a is there like a certain number where you're like, don't even don't waste these me. people's time? Yeah, don't call me. I mean, it's it's hard to say because mm. you know, there's three credit bureaus. So one could say you're super low, and the other one, you know, there's something that could be wrong that we can get it taken care of within three to six months and bump I your see. score. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you could so, have. Student loans that right. are due. Student loans could be deferred. Credit and, cards. And, you know, medical. Kind of you. Medical typically doesn't go against you. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there's. But it can, you know, right? For sure. If you mm, have okay. like a million dollars in yeah, medical you aren't, expenses or something. Okay. So mainly it's like track your credit, know your credit score. Right. I said if you have 600 and up, go ahead and give me a call and we'll oh. see what we can do. Okay. Yeah. See? That's pretty okay, good. AJ, I, I, I want to cut in real quick because um, there was a time when I was in Vegas that I was very interested in buying a house. And so I don't know if you were 
I don't think you're with the same company that you're with now, right? This uh, was like, this was years back. I've been two years with this company, so. Mm. Okay, no, so it was yeah. longer than that. Okay. You, um, I wanted to like fix my credit up first. And so there was a way that I could do it through the company that you were at. Um, oh. No, I, I believe uh, it's one of our lender partners. They ha they know like certain companies that that's all they do is fix credit reports or fix oh. your credit or at least guide you to what you need to do to fix your credit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not necessarily my company, but we can assist you with uh, someone who can. Okay. So just just to give a little hope to the people out there, like you don't have to just right. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've had clients think like you don't have a shot in hell. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we've had clients that uh, we send them over to get their credit fixed, or you know, gave them a blueprint of what to do, mm -hmm. and a year later they're coming back and you know, better credit scores than mine. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, a lot can change in a year. Yeah, if you pay oh, yeah. these bills, for sure. You know, and you're deferring things, yeah. the correct I mean, things. You can't defer everything. The hardest thing that goes on there and it's hard to like remove or it's hits you the hardest it's like late payments right right if you're late more than 30 days like it's gonna be a difficult one mm. especially if they're like back to back to back if it's one or two you can contact that um creditor and just try to tell them like hey this is what happened can you delete that send me a deletion letter and most of the time they'll take care of it oh a deletion letter oh okay yeah. see i know about that um what was i gonna say i lost it Oh, number two was know your finances. Now, know your finances meaning like, uh, like how much you spend or how much you, you actually make every month. Correct. So, okay. yeah, basically have yourself a budget. You know, you, how much you make, and then a certain percent of that usually goes towards bills, because um, they're gonna factor oh. all that when uh, you go to apply for a mortgage loan, mm. right? They're gonna see how much your car payment is. Yeah, they're gonna see your credit card bills. Those are the big things that uh, can affect you on how much you qualify for or um, if you can even buy it off. Yeah. So yeah, know your finances. Mm -hmm. um, see if you have money saved in the bank, obviously mm. that's a big one. Um, oh yeah, because they actually look at your bank like they statements do. and they your do. so they see negative charges on there they mm -hmm. want letter of explanations mm. on why that's there you know what i mean Dang. So, yeah i mean they really get all up in your business they yeah, do so. how far back do they usually <laughs> go though um they do 30 days and then oh. at, right before we close they could ask for another 30 days of statements so just like okay make sure you're good to go within the first 60 days 60 days so like if i got a new job tomorrow um no. I would really only need to wait like two months of like getting paid. Well, it depends as well. Yeah. Right? Um, if you got a new job doing the same thing you were doing and mm -hmm. it's like an upgrade on your employment, um, potentially it could work. Mm -hmm. But if you, let's say you're doing radio and then you go and start selling cars, forget about it. You have oh. to wait. Yeah. You're going to have to wait. Okay. Okay. Because I've always figured you had to have your job for like, I don't know, a year. It's, it has to be established. So. Okay. It depends on lender to lender, but typically I'd say about six months. Six months. Yeah. At the least. Okay. I mean, that's also just to check that you're reliable. You're not quitting your jobs exactly, and you're not exactly. like job hopping like you're saying. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So have some money saved is next. Now, how much are we talking about here? Because right. a lot of people, you know, I'm a good saver, but everybody's not. So how much are we talking about here? 
So when I say to have some money saved <laughs> is like for homebuyers that uh, hear about programs that are available, you put zero down, uh, mm-hmm. buy a house with no money down. Yeah, yeah. So they assume like there's no cost to it, right? Right. So typically when you purchase a home, there's always home inspections that have to be done. That comes out of pocket. Oh. Um, there's a home appraisal. Lender always checks the property to make sure it's worth what you're buying it for. That's also a cost up front. Um, and then at the end, there's always closing costs, which are lender fees and uh, title fees. Also, it comes out of pocket. So I'd say if you have between three and $5,000 to play with. Okay, that's a good number. That is a good number. And so that's not on top of the down payment. Correct. If, if you have your down payment, <clears throat> perfect. If you have that extra additional, it's even better for, okay. for those fees. But sometimes now, the... down payment. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Chris. I was so, just saying sometimes the the um the seller might pay your closing costs, right? Or the inspection fee or something. Uh correct. Closing costs can always be negotiated just depending on the type of market we're in, how hot the property is. If there's multiple offers, more than likely you're not gonna get those costs paid. Oh. So it's always uh good to have some money saved just in case, you know, you don't miss out on that um property that you like. Gotcha. Yeah. Go ahead, Vic. Uh so what is a decent down payment right so that can vary as well there's mm-hmm. uh many options i wish i would brought my lender with me so we could uh <laughs> answer those oh, questions. Yeah. but that's uh, okay yeah it just really Let's depends um there's different programs there's uh fha program which is a government-backed loan they do as low as 3.5 percent of the purchase price mm-hmm. they require i should say uh down payment oh. okay um then there's conventional loan that one you can do 3%, 5%, 10%, or as high as you want. Okay. Uh, military loans, VA loans, uh, they don't require any down payment. VA, you know, they have yep. some loan. They take care of uh, their members. So, yes, yeah, no, no thank goodness. Payment. Okay. Yeah. So, three to 5000 with, you know, maybe, maybe like yeah, 1500 I mean, Two, three thousand to work with for like a down payment. Well, in today's prices, let's just say a three hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably need right around twelve thousand dollars down payment. Damn! Wow. Yeah. Wait, say that number again. <laughs> <laughs> about twelve thousand for a three hundred thousand dollar house, which well, is about average say. at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, there are programs that can uh, assist you with the uh, down payment assistance programs, um, so you don't have to come out of pocket. But it always comes at a higher interest rate, meaning your monthly payment is going to be higher. So you're going to pay for it either upfront or in the long term, right? Okay. So there's always plus you have to like buy appliances and furniture and move and yeah, Yeah, uh, fuck, god, plan your finances. (laughs) Yes, and know your finances because you never know. And a lot of it does. I mean, even after you've gotten your home, I mean, you can get a house and everything but you ain't got no money left so you can't get no furniture you know you warranties insurance yeah, right, right. god so all of that's Taxes. factored right all that's factored into your monthly payment mm-hmm. which oh, would okay. be your um, insurance and your taxes right oh okay um so it's like uh for example a new car you have to have insurance on it same thing with the house mm-hmm. you have to have mortgage uh, and insurance on the house and your taxes are due quarterly so they just factor that into your oh uh, monthly payment okay yeah. and then with me i always try to negotiate a uh, home warranty to be paid by the seller 
on each contract that we write. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it covers you for one year once the house is closed. So if there's any issues with um, the home, the home warranty will take care of it for a year. Yes, nice. Okay. I'm not, some of these terms I'm I'm recognizing as I hear them. Okay. Um. I could, I could explain oh, it too if you uh if I say something that's not like. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Layman's um, terms. Yeah, yeah layman's. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Okay. So. What's next? Uh, number four is interview with a realtor. Interview. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you definitely want to, when you're buying a house, you always want to have an agent represent you, right? Mm. So you always got to interview agents. Uh, typically, can you? Yeah, you can, you can interview as many agents as you want. You don't have to settle. Um, typically, no, sorry. Can you buy a house without an agent? An agent? Oh, um, <laughs> you can do like uh, for sale by owner. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. You, you take a lot of the legal responsibility as far as title goes. Yep. So it's always just better to hire a professional. It's like hiring a lawyer That's... or representing yourself. Yeah. 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 I would think so. I don't know why you'd want to do that to yourself anyway. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, unless you're a real estate agent and you flip houses yeah, well, or something right. and you just have it and you know, For but sure. otherwise, that'd yeah. Be, that'd be different. So. Do you get interviewed by people and then they say no to you? I have. I have uh, previous uh, interviews. You mm -hmm. know, they come to my office. We kind of get their plan of what they're trying to do. And if it's a good fit, you know, most of the time we do work together. Obviously, I do have, like, my personal personal referrals that, right. you, know, you know, they don't interview me. But, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I have interviewed before. And then I follow up with them. And then they're like, oh, you know, we've decided to go this route or my sister's blah 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 right right which is totally fine as long as the goal is for them to buy that house yeah yeah exactly okay sure. what do you think uh makes a good real estate agent so they have to be knowledgeable right in the market um if they're new agents that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad agents as long as they're backed up by someone who has experience mm -hmm. uh by experience i mean people who sell houses right because there's old agents that sell one or two houses a year Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call that necessarily experience. Okay. You know, just by the years they've been uh, doing real estate. Um, and then, you know, someone who clicks with you, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, if it's not a good mesh, then it's never going to work. Right. Um, you can't force the relationship. Um, and then uh, make sure they're showing you what you want. You know, they're not telling mm. you what, where to live or what to look at. Yes, that that that's important. Yeah. Because I think can, a lot of people can be a little more aggressive, pushy, sure. like, you a know. Of, right. When they're commission-based, right? Commission-based. We are all commission-based, but um, I always, I don't look at the check. Obviously, the checks get a part of doing business. Yeah. But, uh, when someone focuses just on the money, they're going to force whatever house down your throat. Right. So you can always interview an agent or actually hire somebody, go out with them, and if they're not meeting your needs, you can always fire them. Yeah, oh. not, you're not forced right not one person okay i need something like that for the mechanics you know i need like a representative <laughs> to come like you go check out you go vet this mechanic okay thanks <laughs> because mm, got stories okay and then it says the last one is get pre-approved so what does that mean so basically the last step or first step or any step right after we have a conversation is to find out exactly what you qualify for, exactly what your credit okay. score is, exactly what your finances are. 
all that's handled by a professional lender. So one of our lender partners reaches out, schedules an appointment, and then either via telephone or in the office. Right now, everything's kind of through the phone because right. of COVID. But uh, yeah, they um, go over all of your profile and uh, they pre-approve you for a home loan. Basically, they let you know exactly what you qualify for. The dollar amount, oh. the payment, interest rate, estimate, you know, kind of what the- Oh, everything. And they'll basically tell you also, like, you don't qualify. Exactly. Exactly. They're, so don't waste somebody's time. They're pretty much the final straw. Okay. To say, go ahead, here's the green light, go shopping, or here's what you need to do, come back to us in X amount of time. So this is something you would do before you even get to the agent? Um, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can, I, I always, you know, like to refer my clients to the, the lenders that oh, I okay. work with because mm-hmm. I know, like, what how they work, right? Okay, that makes sense. Because yeah, there is a lot of lenders. What? Like, if you walk into a bank, right, pre-approved, they're gonna give you that card. They're gonna say, "Yeah, you're pre-approved. Here you go." But they only check a couple of things. You know what I mean? And then you come to me. We go look for a house. We put you in contract, and we're halfway through it. And then the lender says, "Hey, guess what? You don't qualify." Right. Now I look like a jerk, right? Because I, right. I, I'm trying to sell you a house that you never qualified for. Is that the same people yeah. they call the underwriters? Is it um, the same thing? No. They're all kind of work the same, right? The lender is the main guy. Then it goes into underwriter, processing. It's all part of the finance. Oh, okay. Okay. World. Gotcha. What's a broker then? So there's different types, right? In Nevada, the broker is like the person who owns the brokerage or runs the brokerage, the manager, you would call it. Okay. Right? And then we're just agents that work in the office. Technically, he would be our boss if we had a boss. Okay. Um, okay. The lenders, they have brokers, meaning different companies that will lend them money to lend to you. So oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good to know. Yeah. But like in California, I think if you're licensed there, everyone's a broker. It's weird. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the same way in New York. Where it's okay. like. Yeah. Like everyone's a broker. Everybody's yeah. a broker. For yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, all right. Now, before selling. First thing it says, contact and interview multiple agents. So same thing. For sure. Because you don't want to, you don't want to give your, you know, your home thing you worked for and you loved and you've taken care of. You don't want to just like hand it over to somebody who doesn't jive with you or somebody who doesn't appreciate the value you've put into the home or. Yeah, basically you don't want to leave money on the table. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, right. Um, and then number two is to unclutter, clean, and to stage your home. Yes. Uh, I mean, every time you look at pictures online, the house don't ever look like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But right. how much staging a house? How much can that run? That sounds very expensive. It just depends, you know, on the type of home that you're selling. Uh, by staging, it could be your own stuff. It's just a lot of the times declutter, right? So a lot of yeah, people have like, big bulky furniture. Maybe we don't need the extra recliner in the living room. Mm, Maybe mm-hmm. you know we can. So uh, people can kind of get rid of imagine some of the appliances in the kitchen, like the blender, toaster, things like that, right? Okay. Um, like everyone shops with their eyes first. Yes. That's why all the pictures look nice. All these pictures are staged. Um, mm. The goal is to get the person to your home. Right. So right. If your house is cluttered and the pictures look like crap. Mm-hmm. Then obviously a lot of uh, buyers are going to walk away from that house. Like, oh, I don't want to see this house. Why? Well, it looks dark or it's too cluttered. Or, whatever. You know, whatever reason. They're gonna yeah. Skip it. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you can hire a professional, mm. um, you know, help to come and stage your house. Oh, wow. It just depends on, you know, how big the house how is, big the house is. How, how much it's worth and how much you're willing to spend. But, yeah, I mean, it could range anywhere from 500 to thousands of dollars. Yeah. So that's like if you're still living in the home as opposed to just clearing it all out completely? Correct. Yeah, like okay. if you're living in a house, obviously, I know it's difficult, especially with kids. Yeah. Like your house has to be show ready all the time. Um, but mm -hmm. I always advise, like, if the, it is uh, something you're living in with a family, maybe give you an hour heads up. Like, hey, someone's coming over at this time. So you kind of just show everything in the closet. <laughs> right. Yes. You know? But, uh, yeah, just try to keep your house show ready. Um, the, a lot of light. Light's always great. Light. You know, open mm -hmm. the windows, turn the lights on. Um, Bake some cookies. Yeah. I heard that was that worked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Open houses is big for like baking cookies. I don't bake, so. <laughs> uh, I heard somebody say that, like, yeah, bake some cookies. You know, the smell, right? You know, is like an attracting feature. Yeah, that, I'm sure that always helps. I know, like, I stroll through the our MLS, which is our search system that we use to uh, find properties, mm -hmm. and I'm always like shocked at pictures that I see of some houses. They want good money for it, right? Yeah, so four, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, geez, like, you really put this picture up here? Like, <laughs> some people really just don't care, or they figure that the house. Somebody gonna buy it? Yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody's gonna be desperate enough, or somebody's gonna see what they see. And that's what I mean about interviewing agents. Right? Okay. To see what they bring to the table, like, because uh, for buyer's agent, it doesn't necessarily require that much skill as a seller's agent. Right. You got to come in, oh, okay. you know, interview that agent, interview the client and see what they can provide for you um, as far as them selling your property. Right. You know, wow. Taking pictures with your iPhone or ha hiring a professional to come in and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you kind of go through like for your social media and like give a like a tour and kind of like for sure, you know, give people like some 3D. I mean, as much as you can before they come to see it. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, everything is visual first. Mm -hmm. With any buyer now, there's so many search engines out there that they pull, mm -hmm. you know, they basically come to you already knowing everything about that house. Yes. So it's uh, very important to be, you know, have nice photography, good video, um, and that the property shows well. Because if it does that online, they're going to come and see that house. And typically it takes about 24, 25 showings to generate an offer. Mm. Um, so oh, wow. The, the more traffic you get the faster we get to that offer. Have you ever gotten in the middle of like a bidding war where people are like fighting over the house? In this market that we're in right now? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> I really? I yes. <laughs> so this would be a buyer's market? Uh, right now, it would be, if I were to, it's kind of both, but I would say it's for making money it would be a seller's market, right? Because a seller, whatever the home is worth or listed for, that's the starting point these days. Right. right? Wow. Okay. Going, above that uh, but for buyers interest rates are so low that borrowing money mm -hmm. it's you know the best time to do it so it's just the oh. market yeah <laughs> it's, it's for good sure. for everyone and that's because of covid or is that because of the election or is that just um, 2020 yeah right i um, i don't know <laughs> to be honest there's so many ideas coming in from everyone like mm -hmm. um covid obviously i thought maybe it was going to affect our real estate market but it really hasn't um, no. Prices have been going up mostly because there's a lack of supply. Mm. You know, that whole demand and uh, supply mm. is kicking in. There's less homes available to buy, more buyers that are willing to pay more for that property. Wow. Um, as oh. far as interest rates go, 
yeah, the feds just kept the rates low. Yeah, they don't. It's probably due to like unemployment and yeah. not enough jobs. So just to stimulate buyers to make a move. So all the buyers that have been sitting on the fence for the past year, mm. they're jumping back in right now. See, now I was wondering about like these people who are losing their homes. Like, is that another reason why there's so many homes maybe available? Because people are literally being like kicked out, can't yeah, pay the mortgage. Or... So I know that that's a rental thing, you mm-hmm. know, like people who haven't paid rent since March. Um, I think now you're they're legally allowed to evict them. Mm-hmm. So maybe next month we'll see the side effect of that, of mm. those properties coming on the market. But like I said, right now there's a sh- shortage of homes. You know, wow. even though there's like 3,000 homes available. Right. Um, it's We're about a one-month inventory. So if all the homes, if nobody put any home on the market in one month, all those houses will be gone. Wow. A healthy market should have six months worth of inventory. Okay. Yeah. So so we've um, got like a month. Damn. Yeah, we have a month's worth of supply, <laughs> which is nothing. And then for those homeowners that have been struggling, making payments, they got laid off. Yeah. Um, so what the lenders did is they have like mortgage forbearance programs. Right? Mm. You call your, your lender or your current mortgage company. You let them know like, hey, I don't have a job. Like, what can you do to help me? And a lot of them are getting up to a year, a year and a half of no payments. Now, I don't know how they structure wow. that. Like if they put it on the back end or, yeah, you know, that's the question. Pay attention uh-huh. to the but um, it's helping. You know, because these yeah. homeowners, they're not leaving their houses. It's not causing a foreclosure crisis, right, right. Uh, short sales. Like, none of that's happening. Okay. So there's good and bad. For sure. With everything. Um, okay, what's the next one? It is uh, prep and make necessary minor repairs. Minor repairs, like? Yes. So when selling a house, right, obviously you live in your house. You cause little bumps and dents here. Um, you have leaky right. faucets, or mm. there's a, a faucet that you just never got to fixing, like in my house. <laughs> okay. You know, like, I'm going to do it next week, next week. <laughs> right, right, right. So those little items you can take care of um, up front so that when the buyer comes and see your house, everything is thousands of dollars. It's what I'd say, right? Like okay. The buyer comes in, it's like, oh, man, it's leaking there. That's going to cost thousands of dollars. Right, right. Yeah. You know, the drywall over there is cracked in the ceiling. Mm. It's going to cost thousands of dollars to fix. When in reality, it's not that expensive. Right. So they could potentially take a hit on the offer, like come in low or when they do their home inspection, start asking for a whole bunch of repairs that are not necessary because oh, you could okay. have took care of it prior to. You know? Right. Yeah. So little minor repairs. Obviously, if it's like a roof that needs fixing, I would wait and see that's what, what the it is. Yeah, the buyers want to do if they want to negotiate it, bring the price down because that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, see. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. this is what I was gonna ask about, like, um, <clears throat> no deal like, perfect, but it's always worth it. Right, it's always worth it. Um, <laughs> like HOAs, do those do those oh. costs vary, like largely if you're in a HOA right. or if you want to buy a if you want to buy one or sell one. Um, so HOAs, they're huge in Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of, almost they're every, pain in the ass. <laughs> That's what most people there's, say. There's uh, pros and cons, yeah. just like anything there else are, with HOAs. Um, my HOA is pretty lenient. I've had battles with them over a tree and a bush. Yeah. But, you know, yeah a tree and a uh, bush. Well, because the tree caused a sewer problem, so I had okay. just got rid of it, but they wanted something there. I was like, well, my neighbors don't have anything. Why do I need But, you know, um, anyways, HOAs. 
they are pros and cons to them. It varies depending on the area and what type of services they offer. A lot of them are just landscape HOAs, meaning oh. they want to make sure that your landscape's uh, upkept. It's all like consistent. Correct. So to the neighborhood. It varies between, you know, like $18 to $40. Then you have your gated communities, guard gated communities. If they have a pool, a clubhouse, your, mm-hmm. your HOA dues are going to go up because obviously those funds are used to maintain those items. The amenities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because so we... sometimes they're like $100 a month. Oh, yeah. When they're a gated yeah, community okay. with pools and a clubhouse, you're probably, yeah, oh. 100, 100 plus for sure a month. Mountain's Edge. Wow typically has two HOAs. You have your master HOA and then the oh, no. builder's HOA. So, oh. Yeah. And then as a seller, when you sell the house, you are responsible to pay for those HOA packets that you get when you buy the house. So you need to provide that to the buyer. So the buyer has 14 days to review those items, make sure there's no rules in there that may or may not affect them in purchasing the home. Right. Okay. So it's just more, I mean, you got to be more thorough when it comes to the um, yeah, HOA, the rules, the HOA correct. rules yeah. when you're buying and selling, because can they can the HOA keep you from selling or keep somebody from buying? Uh, if they like, do they have to meet right. them and know them? And no, from buying, no. Okay, well, I don't know about high rises how they work. Maybe yeah, that's different. But uh, in a home, they typically don't prevent you from buying unless okay. there's a rule. <laughs> For example, I've had a client in the past where he drove a company truck. Right with a company logo on it and everything, mm-hmm. uh, in that specific HOA neighborhood, uh, those weren't allowed. You can't have a truck uh, or a company truck park in the na- in the neighborhood. It has to be your personal. In your driveway. Correct. Where you're paying you mortgage. Pay for? Correct. See, that's that shit. That's what I'm talking about. So that house didn't work, but we found something else <laughs> that met the needs. It is kind of funny with the HOAs because it's like they can tell you. It's like having an apartment manager or something. Like you, they can tell you how to deal with your own property like i can understand in a rental situation but when you bought right it's like dang you gonna tell me i can't have this planter up or <laughs> these decorations yes. or you know i can't i can't have parties before and a couple of days after to get them out decorations dang. but you know it's like anything it helps keep all the homes um you know nicely like, so when you go to sell your neighbor mm-hmm. doesn't have you know, his truck parked on the drive. In the and you know what? I can appreciate that because there are definitely some eyesores in nice neighborhoods where you're like, oh, my God, look at all these beautiful houses. And then all of a sudden there's just like this house that doesn't have grass. Right. They haven't painted in years. They got like trucks up on the lawn <laughs> and, you know, the oil spills all over. the. Right. Yeah. Like I get that. I get that. Yeah. But like a company truck in my driveway, right. like my driveway. Yeah. Like, Not on the street. On, but really? yeah. That's going to be so upsetting to look at, like, so many homes. Because I know that process has got to be so tiring. To look at so many homes, find the home that you love. And now y'all ass can't live there because you work for fucking, I don't know, Mac Tools or whatever. Yeah, that that is frustrating. I mean, typically, I send you the, you know, hopefully we don't have to see a whole ton of homes, you know, before we find the right right one. But yeah, I mean, we get 14 days to review those HOA docs, and if you drive a company truck, I, that's one thing I would definitely call the HOA and ask before you, you know anything else. Like, hey, my client has this truck; are they permissible to park it? Yeah. You know, sometimes they say as long as it fits in the garage, you're fine. Um, others could say, you know, as long as it fits in your driveway, you're fine, but you just can't park it on the street. Um, so it just varies. Okay. 
And typically people are looking for, with HOAs, they're looking for, like, safety, right? And, like, um, I don't know. That's if you have a gated, gated community, right? Yeah. Like appearance, I would say. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of the properties in Las Vegas are just HOA. It's kind of tough kind of thing. to find one. Hmm. Yeah. There okay. are pockets, but. They are. Oh, your trash can was out past 3 p.m. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry I was out I'd weird. have to think about that. <laughs> I'd have to really, right. I mean, I'd have to really like the neighborhood or something. Like, right. there'd have to be some, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that just depends, too, like, the neighbors, right? The, the neighbors. neighbors are the ones who typically report you. I mean, right. when your trash can's out, they give you the standard. I don't know if there's a standard, but I'd say a day, a day and a half. Yeah. You know? Like, if your trash can's out there for two, three days, like, are you even home? or Right, something if happening. If my neighbors, I'm going to go put it by his garage, you know, because I'm a nice person. You're a nice person. You know. I also, I don't want to get shot. Thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to uh, the wrong neighborhood. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. It's just a, nah. It just that, on, little, on... that little white car be creeping by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depends yeah. On the how strict they are. Yeah. Okay. Um. The next one is um, be realistic about what your home is worth. Yes. So, you see people out here being like outrageous. Um. Not necessarily outrageous, okay. but obviously. When it's your house, you know, you see it through your lens and you think it's worth X amount of dollars or you go on different um, sites that are available for mm. everybody to go and just plug in your address and it tells you your house is worth this much. Right. Um, but realistically, you know, there's always, uh, I would say, comps or comparable homes. Mm -hmm. That's how you draw the actual number. Is okay. Oh. So your house is X amount of square footage, two-story, one well, single-story. Um, there's four other homes in the same neighborhood. You're at me, like, within less than half a mile that are exact model matches. Mm -hmm. This is what they sold for. So that would be your base number. And then, okay, what kind of upgrades have you done to your house? You did flooring, you know, mm -hmm. bathrooms, kitchens. So all that helps. But, um, you know, sometimes uh, you tell them a number or, you know, I always ask, like, what do you think your home's worth? Mm -hmm. They'll tell you. And you kind of got to shoot them down like, hey, <laughs> it's really not, <laughs> not today, <that>. buddy. <laughs> yeah. Not today. Yeah. Let me bring you back. That's down funny. Really right. So just be re realistic as far as. <laughs> yeah. Or find their motivation to sell. You know what I mean? Like if oh, okay. we need to sell fast. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if we listed, you know, 10, 20 percent above what it should be, then, uh, you know, buyers are smart. They are, they already know what the neighborhood. Yeah, they know. Buying. They know. So, you know. Right. You're going to either sit longer on the market, which would generate offers lower than expected. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of got to talk them through that, explain to them why you think you should list this price. But obviously, they're the boss, right? So if they want to list for this much, um, I try not to, right? Mm -hmm. um, I try to be like, okay, we'll do it for a week. If we don't get showings, you know, it's telling us two things. Either it's not showing well or it's overpriced, right? Right. Especially in this market. Yeah, because I was going to ask, like, what keeps a house uh, on the market so long? Like, if you see, there's, I've seen, I've seen in my neighborhood, like, there's this one house that's, it's, it's one of those houses where as soon as you turn the corner, it's like, it's Im immediately right there. Like, it, right, as soon, it's like the house you run into if you keep going. Mm -hmm. And you have to, like, make a left or a right. And that house has been on been in our house for like two years and it's been on it's been for sale this whole time and i'm like wait really i don't 
at least the last year. I can be sure about at least the last year. But I'm I'm always looking at it like maybe it's because of the where it's sitting or you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I don't know. Like I know corner houses mm-hmm. some yeah. people typically don't like corner houses because of like Yeah, I mean I know right and, now, know. um like houses that were listed in March, mm-hmm. they're barely starting to get shown right now because mm-hmm. during the whole COVID or shutdown. Um, if it was a tenant occupied home, you weren't allowed to show it. You can't go inside, right? If it was yes. owner occupied, oh, wow. can give you permission to come in. But okay, any tenant occupied house, you weren't you weren't able to see it. Gotcha. So those houses have been on the market for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, mm. typically if the house is priced correctly, it shows well. Um, there's really no reason why it should last on the market, you know, longer. Unless than, it's just ugly inside. You know, I mean, I imagine inside. like there are some ugly ass houses. Right, but then, inside, I mean, at that point, you know, inside. then you need to price adjust to accordingly. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. Um, last on the list, we have make sure selling is the right option for you. So you're talking about like selling versus renting out. Mm. Um, your your home. No, so basically, I always come in and find out the exact motivation of the seller. Like, why do they need to sell, or like, why do you want to sell? Right? Mm-hmm. Or even if selling's the right option. Like, maybe you just need to. You know, refinance, get refinance. the money, fix the house up, mm-hmm. or, you know, are you downsizing so we need to get rid of your house and find something smaller? Right. Or if your family's growing, you know, the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I just had a client. We I went over. His house was nice. He was looking to sell it for two reasons. One, he wanted to downsize, and he, was, he didn't have any money to remodel it. But he was stuck in uh, reverse mortgage. You know, that's a whole nother thing. Um, So, yeah, but his best option was to stay in the house. Okay. Yeah. Instead of selling or putting it out there. Correct. You could sell it, but the way it's set up in his contract, it's just not going to be. He's not going to get what he currently has if he did sell it. Got you. At this point, I mean, I don't even see houses that are starting at less than 300,000 where I live and that's in North Las Vegas. Oh my god. That's right. Yeah. I mean, our market has gone up drastically since, you know, we were one of the hardest hits back in 2009, 2010. Right. Um but we've recovered like since then. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, buyers come and looking for those same prices. There's just unrealistic. You know, you're not going to get something for 160, 180. Yeah, like that if doesn't you do exist. Find it, you're going to either a have to put a lot of work into it, or maybe not in the neighborhood, the best neighborhood. that you're looking for. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would say 300,000. It's starting point mm. for a lot of these properties. See, but I understand because a lot of these people are moving from California, right? And in California, <coughs> it starts at about five, six hundred. Or one million, honestly. Like some of these houses that are just in Sherman Oaks, just expensive. Just, I mean, a million five or something, right? Yeah. On Zillow, I'm just talking about on Zillow. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we are getting a lot of transplants from California. So they here, come here and they're like, the, "Oh, the 300, here. great. That's right. cheap." Yeah. Yeah, because they're selling their house uh, in California, mm-hmm. right? They come here. We have cheaper taxes. No state. No taxes. state. Um, and then for 500000 they can buy pretty much whatever they want, you know. Uh, Man. From California, for sure. That's some shit right there. Um, what about, what about the other states, you, though? Uh, 
Chris? I was saying, like, what about, like, Utah, Arizona? Are people coming from there, too, or is it just California, um, mostly? We, we get, you know, Vegas is built from, you know, everywhere. Yeah. But uh, a lot of them are coming from the West. Yeah, that makes sense. Go ahead, Vic. No, I was just going to ask, Adrian, how you feel about, um, like, starter homes versus, like, your dream home. Like, do you mm. encourage people to buy starter homes? Mm. Right. Um, so, yes. Right. Starter homes, obviously, you're looking to buy your first house. Maybe it's not your dream home, right, that you're looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's a great way to build in equity, right? right. So you buy okay. your first home. Maybe it needs a little work, TLC here. You change the flooring, change the paint. Um, change your countertops you live in it for you know two to five years Mm -hmm. and at that point you decide to sell take those winning or the gains from that house and go ahead and purchase something bigger something more that you were looking for at that time but uh yeah i mean unless you have you know 20 percent down or 10 percent down or if you make a certain amount of money right then you can afford that dream home in the beginning yeah for it but uh, yeah, if you're starting out, just trying to build. Yeah, I would say uh, starter home would be your best bet. Um, live in it for a little bit, build some equity, put it on the market, see what you can get, and then move on to the next one. Yeah, I was gonna say because we all have a friend um, who did that recently. Um, well, she was in it for I think she was there for like two years, and she just she was able to get it sold. Um, I was going to ask about like being single versus being married you know like does that make a difference obviously it makes a difference with income but are people getting turned down more if they're single and they you know what I mean they've been at their job forever but they're they only got one income right um no I mean it's I want to say it's illegal to Mm. discriminate against someone who's single okay opposed to family okay good um yeah so if you're single, you want to buy a house, reach out to me and, you know, we'll take care of it. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, How was COVID affecting? I think, uh, did we already ask that? Like how COVID is affecting the buying and the selling of houses? Yeah. I mean, aside from the showings and um, the extra precautions that you have to take. Yeah. Um, as You know, it really hasn't affected our market um, price-wise. All right. Wow. There hasn't been a dip. Price is still steadily going up and like i said it has to do with the lack of inventory right even right. new homes that are from new construction being built um they're having limited lots available because their supply is low as well as far as like mm. drywall um, wood all oh, that wow stuff. yeah it's just all delayed yeah. okay Dang, that's crazy um exactly like how hard is it to really to buy a house Cause you've seen people from like really coming from like the ground up, like, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board, work on my credit and then come back and see you. So you, you know, you're really seeing all of that. So, and now with the market, um, I guess it's harder now because there's more competition because there's less homes that are for sale. That's so right. really how, how hard is it to buy a house? How hard? Um, I would say it just depends on what your, uh, how committed you want to be to purchasing your home? Are you ready to buy a house? Like, if you're ready to buy a house, then you're going to do the items that, you know, it you requires. have been instructed to do to buy that property. Mm-hmm. Um, if your credit's not there, then we set you up with a game plan to get your credit there, right? So if you're still motivated to buy that house, then you're going to follow that plan 
um, and then revisit that, you know, at a later date mm -hmm. uh, to make that purchase. Like if I had clients start from nothing, right, low score, mm -hmm. uh, their income wasn't there, and then maybe they got a promotion at work, um, and then they've been working on their credit, and then by the time a year later, six months to a year later, they come back and they're ready to go. And mm -hmm. when we close on that house, it's like the best thing ever right okay they, so they like about a year sometimes right like mm -hmm. I, all i did was facilitate them finding the house uh negotiating the house but they do all the hard work as far as getting your credit there yeah your bills on time um yeah so it's super so you incredible. would not recommend like you know being out here looking at houses if you can't if you are not ready if you're scoring right if you're not if you don't have savings um if you're not you know doing all of these things or these things aren't lined up quite right because I can imagine just being out there looking and finding a house that I love and then being told like nah right um I would say reach out anyway mm -hmm. just to kind of get you going right so because nobody knows where to start unless they tell you right how to so yeah just reach out we'll get you what you need if you're ready to go now we'll tell you hey you're ready to go now if not then we'll let you know as well yeah but uh yeah just reach out and we'll see what we can do to help but okay. yeah if you find anything that you like just reach out and sometimes that's yeah. inspiration because you know you'll take like those late night drives to yeah. like super nice neighborhoods and you're like oh i want to live here someday I do. yeah yeah for sure yeah. seeing them so what do you what would you tell somebody to do who's interested in real estate or or selling the buying and selling of homes like becoming an agent yeah mean, or okay um don't do it no, <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah i mean real estate like i would say first of all like have a game plan because it's not as easy as you see on tv mm. right you come in and you start selling me in the properties like, right yeah million dollar listing just not that's not happen. real i mean it's real for them right um yeah i mean <laughs> there's uh, a few schools out here that you can do okay uh, i don't want to throw names out there because i don't know how the show works but oh no you can throw some names out there um yeah you just go to re search real estate school online it'll pop up um and then just see what they're about you know see what kind of uh training they have or what kind of classes they do mm -hmm. uh just remember that when you do the classes for the real estate exam you have to take a state exam and then a national exam mm -hmm. that's all they oh. teach you they teach you just to pass the test mm. right oh Everything so they don't teach you like you know the the finesse correct they don't show you contracts they don't show you anything they only show you here's what you need to do they don't teach you bedside manner right so that once you do pass the test service. and you become licensed um i would say interview as many brokerages as possible because all these brokerages they want you right because you're gonna sell a house they'll probably take some money from that right and they move on to the next one mm -hmm. so Interview as many brokerages as possible to see what they can offer you. Uh, mentorship and leads would be your top two priorities. Mentorship and leads. Yeah. Okay. Like leads sure. to selling homes, right? Correct. Yeah, leads. Because, like, obviously, when you're starting out, unless you have a large sphere of influence, mm. um, it's going to be tough, right? Because you can right. only get your uncle, your aunt, your cousin, <laughs> and then be like, okay, who right. else can I ask? Right. right. So, if you're not selling, you're not making money. If you're not making money, you're going to starve. So, yes. yeah, there's uh, a reason why in real estate, um, new agents usually go out of business within two years, right? And then the average agent only sells about two and a half homes a year. Wow. Nationally. 
which Whoa. it's that's not, terrible. Yeah. So how long did it take for you to feel like you were like in it I mean, and it was working for you? Right. Every, every, you know, every year we start at zero. Everybody starts right. back at zero. So oh, okay. It's, uh, you know, I'd say I've been blessed with mm -hmm. uh, some mentors that I've had, you know, working through different companies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, my first, I think my second year I started blowing more. You know, mm -hmm. my first year was always the toughest. I had a game plan. I had clients that from a previous employer that I was going to follow up with and be like, hey, remember me? I worked over here. Okay. None of that worked. They don't care. Right. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. so, How long have you been a real estate agent? I've uh, been an agent now for five years. Oh, that's yeah, okay. A little bit over five years. Since 2015. Wow. Or middle of 2015. It seems like it's been longer than that. Yeah. No, for but sure. I mean, he's good, guys. I'll, I'll endorse him and say, since he sponsored my show, that he's good you know her. i paid her literally paid her to say that. <laughs> he's good and he's thorough and he you know he'll work for you like he'll give you he's a nice guy so he's not gonna be like aggressive and mean or make you feel stupid i feel like that happens a lot too with wants, these people right. you know right. like Put if you, you in something that you have no business being in exactly yeah, sure. i feel like sometimes because like people who aren't well versed on it can be kind of talked down to in a way you yeah, know what i mean for sure no yeah i mean you know i always start with an interview when we're buying um i provide a packet so that you know what to expect so nothing's a surprise mm. right um and then i'm always open for questions texting like with my clients like they have a question call me or text me yeah um and then yeah just i'm only aggressive when it comes to the negotiating part yeah other than that <laughs> i let you <laughs> he's chill yeah um how much time do we have i think that was it yeah we're about there um so do you have any other questions Vic? Uh, i don't so, think so one thing i forgot to mention mm -hmm. is when you are in the process of buying a house or if you're currently in the process of buying a house do your agent and your lender a favor please do not um buy a new car or open any credit while you're in the process of buying that will in the process yes okay or if you're going to do it before you start buying a house i would say contact that agent or your agent first and then have that discussion because that could mm. make or break your deal what about going on vacation as long as it's already paid for oh okay yeah okay okay but no large yeah no cars no big credit purchases where right. you're about to have another bill yes okay yes it happens That's all the time advice. like you know Somebody's uh, excited, right? We're going to be buying a house or closing on the house, and they go and, you know, finance a refrigerator, a stove, yeah. and all that. And then guess what? Kills the deal. Got you. Before the, before the deal is closed. Sure. Until you mm. get keys, and at that Until point, you, you can keys. do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. That was a lot yes. of great information because, um, you know, it's hard out here. And yes. people our age... I won't say our age, but it's hard for us, you know, because I feel like we came up in a time where things were a certain way and things are changed um, and we've changed along with them. But um, there are a lot of people like me who are single, you know, who aren't married and don't necessarily feel like they can have a house or like they need a house. It's like I ain't got no kids at this point, but 
You've given me hope. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it won't be long before I'm calling you. That's what it's all about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the fence. Well, oh, you should be looking so down there. Much. You should be looking. I mean, oh, I've looked. In New Orleans? Know, I've looked, but my thing New Orleans, is, isn't it? yeah, well, outside New Orleans. Oh. You get more bang for your buck outside the city for sure. You, there's some beautiful homes out here for, yeah. like, way less than Vegas. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, yeah, but there's so much. You're not just paying a mortgage. Like, when that shit breaks down, the roof. See, here, hurricanes here. So yeah, you got to think yeah, about that shit. Right. That's flood insurance. That's fixing shit when the fucking roof flies off and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that doesn't sound appealing to me <laughs> i feel that yeah but i do want you know, my own shit i want to yeah. come home to something that i own so yeah. we don't have hurricanes we'll in las see. vegas come back <laughs> no hurricanes here, here. <laughs> just hella heat yeah just heat as long as your air conditioner is working you got that fine. here yeah. <laughs> well thank you guys for um here. for tuning in and listening and thank you to adrian Thank, Thank you, guys you for having Adrian. Me. Love October. Love local real estate at LV underscore Adrian. Yes. And Dream Homes 702 at gmail.com. Give him a call. Give him a text. 702-349-4600. And, you know, you never know. Obviously, if you're doing all the right things, you might be able to make it happen for yourself. And there's not a lot of inventory in Vegas. So <laughs> strike fast. Let's do it. <laughs> 2021's around the corner. Yeah, it really is. So. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you next week. I mean, you make it sound easy. You know? You, do. you make it sound like, you know what? It's no big deal. Just call me. We'll figure it out. And Can you guys hear me? That's helpful. Why are you yeah. wearing a Pacer shirt? Oh, okay. Oh? Why are you wearing a Pacer shirt? Oh, I just grabbed something that was in my drawer. Wow. I do have family in Indianapolis, okay? Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, Adrian, you did make it sound very easy. That's why I asked, like, how hard is it? Because shit. Shit. Yeah, I mean. Because shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it really, really just depends on, you know, your credit, your income, and your, uh.